Bullying. There's a certain pain endured when it happens to us, but there's another certain heartache that occurs when we witness a loved one becoming the target. In this episode, we'll shine some light on the prejudices autistic children face in public, like school and how people treat those who seem different in public. Coming up, we'll confront the heartache of witnessing a loved one being bullied and explore the ways that we can be someone to do something about it. In my case, it's being the right big brother. These are the inner thoughts of the average man. Guys, I think that there's something that should be universally known, but it isn't. And I think I speak for all older siblings when I say that nobody messes with my sibling but me. Starting with a quick story. There have been a number of times where my brother has come home and began to talk to my parents, mainly my mom, about another bully or another incident that happened at school. He'll come home upset a lot. And... Sometimes I overhear these conversations and I have to think to myself while he's talking to my mom, who is messing with my little brother? And more importantly, the question is why? A lot of the times after he's done talking to my mom at the dinner table, I'll ask him what happened at school and he'll tell me if he feels comfortable about it. And there's always a recurring group of bullies. And for the sake of the story, we'll call them McGuire. A recurring theme that I've found with McGuire's actions and how they treat my brother is they just do little things that kind of set him off, that they've learned set him off, like making his day a little bit more inconvenient, like something that the classic movie High School Bully would do to the class nerd. And my brother being autistic takes it a little bit more harshly than the class nerd in the cinema films would, which makes the small inconveniences into big inconveniences. And I'm over here thinking... How could you do this to a peer, especially an autistic peer, someone who's visibly different and has special needs? In the 21st century, aren't we supposed to make them feel more included and welcome in our society that's looked down on them for decades? But that's when I realized something that I've known for quite a while, but never really looked at in this perspective. And it's that autism is a spectrum. And not only is it a spectrum, it's a wide spectrum. My brother is in fact not visibly autistic, nor does he have an aide at school to help him throughout the day. He just kind of walks and talks amongst the rest of the students. But he has things that stick out that you start to notice by just maybe being in a class with them. How he's very particular about things and how he goes about things is just part of his autistic character. But to people around him, it might just come off as a little bit weird. And apparently in middle school, Weird kids are the targets. My brother doesn't fit the perceived norm of what autism looks like, and yet he's still on the spectrum. He does things differently than the rest of us would, and to a lot of kids, that'll just make it look like he is an easy target. So now I more than clearly understand the why, and now I have to do something about it. I have to say something about it in response, but we all act on our emotions, so... What was I feeling at the time or at the times that he tells me these things about these incidents at school? Well, if you're a caring sibling, then more likely than not, I'm feeling the same thing that you would in that situation. I feel extremely angry and upset for my brother. And I feel that most people would agree that acting on those emotions is probably not the best idea. In my case, it's probably because I'm going to tell him to do something that he probably shouldn't do. So... Before I get into what I actually did do in those situations, I should probably tell you about what I shouldn't be doing. I probably shouldn't be telling him to 
do something unless it lines up with what my parents are telling him to do. What my mom usually tells him to do is just ignore it, don't fight it, and don't cause any more conflict. It's just going to rile them up, which I think is true, but I might have not found that particularly true in the moment, which means that no matter what, I should never, ever, ever tell him to fight or engage with the bully. So what do I end up doing or what do I end up saying? Well, there's something that I might have neglected to inform you guys about, but there's a third emotion that I'm feeling during these events of him telling me what happened at school. And in the mix of being angry and being upset, I also feel a big sense of protectiveness. Usually being the big brother is kind of simple and straightforward. You just have to let them know constantly that you came first by teasing them and making fun of them. But when it's not you doing those things, making fun of them or teasing them, and it's somebody else doing this to your little brother, then a sort of primal instinct kicks in. Kind of like a mom instinct, except for an older sibling, and it's that of protection, but through older sibling means. Behind all of the reminding your sibling that you came first is also reminding yourself that you came first. And what that entails is that you always have to have that little sibling under your wing and ensure their protection. So I have three things working inside of me. Anger, sadness, and the urge to protect, who is somebody that I think Pixar neglected to add in Inside Out. So what do I do? When you put all three of those things together, you get me telling my brother that I'm going to beat these kids up. And that is not a joke. That's a true story. So why would this work and why would this help? Well, before I continue, I wanted to add that it might not. Like I said before, autism is a spectrum and more importantly, everybody is different. What works well with my brother might not work well with your sibling or your child, depending on who you are. But those are the why wouldn't it work. As for the why would they work, there's a good reason for why. So to finally answer the question, it's because my brother feels like I got his back, or at least that's what my mom tells me. In times of trouble, most people need a person to lean on, but wouldn't it be better if someone was already there? So like in this case, I think a lot of people would prefer for somebody to already be there to kind of take care of the issue, kind of like a security or bodyguard, except that security guard is a special person that you can rely on. And when it comes to this, my brother is no different. When it comes to what he prefers, it seems that he would much rather prefer to add his brother, me, to his mental security team that he can forever rely on. Except, the difference between me and my parents is I'm still young and immature, so if these schools don't step up their security, I may be there waiting for McGuire to try and pull something on my brother again. So that night at the dinner table after he told me about McGuire, I responded by assuring him that I'd end them the next time they tried to do something in his name. And how do I know that this would work? I didn't, but I do now because it worked. He lit up and he started laughing and he thought it was the funniest thing ever, but deep down, I know he thought that it was true. And I really did mean it. Like if I ever got my hands on them, oh boy, they'd be in for a tough ride. But um, at the end of the day, maybe I wouldn't do that because of the lawsuits that would follow. Obviously this doesn't take care of the problem that is bullying that's for the parents to do. The parents can try and act on that by contacting the school and letting them know what's going on. But 
you can do your part by making the perception of bullying just a little bit less for your siblings by letting them know that you have their back. Just giving them that reassurance could make that major inconvenience that the bullies are giving them into just a slightly smaller one so that they can actually get through with their day. And if the incidents keep occurring, then they'll come home and tell you about it right after they tell mom because that's at least what happened with me because my brother loved my response just so much. And that's the thing. It's my brother and me. The hard part for you is figuring out what works for you and your sibling. And if you found me at least somewhat useful throughout this episode, then this is where you completely lose me. Communication is vital when it comes to being an older sibling because of, well, not just this, but this is one of the many reasons why it is important. You have to communicate to be able to understand your sibling and understand what they'll need in certain situations. Sibling relationships are probably some of the longest lasting and most influential bonds that we'll ever experience in our lives, and not everyone gets the privilege of that experience. These relationships, they're filled with shared memories and inside jokes, and a connection that's truly unique that's based on, well, typically growing up together. Communication is kind of the bridge that allows us to navigate conflicts, celebrate successes, and provide support during tough times for each other. But if you're anything like me, this wasn't always apparent, and you didn't try to work on this until later into your relationship with your sibling. But trust me, it's never too late to start. It opens up so many things like their trust and their ability to tell you about experiences like this and their ability to actually listen to you and take what you say to heart. And that's the part of the job as the sibling that you never really want to miss out on. As for how do you start a better communicative relationship with your sibling? Well, I don't know. How do you? It's all about you and it's all about your sibling. Sit down and talk like you would normally do. I can't influence that and I can't predict that, but you know you and you know your sibling the best and just figure out what's right for you. You can probably do it. To find out what they need from you is always going to be the hard part and no one's ever going to question you on that. And the thing is, the majority of it is on you to figure out. Remember, I can't really help you with this stuff, but you can start by just asking questions when they're upset that are kind of simple questions like, what do you need? Do you need anything? And if so, what is it? That usually gives you a brief understanding of what they need, even if it was spoken through emotions of sadness and or rage after an incident happened. But if you're not the type of person to ask these questions, then maybe don't. But if you do, and they tell you what they need from you is to go away, then that might be the thing to do for the time being and let the parents take over and just check back with them later and try again. Just like how you should check back for the next episode of this podcast. Bullying sucks, and it kind of sucks even more when we see a loved one or someone that we care about suffering from it. Invisible autism can pose significant challenges, even though they may not be immediately apparent. It's essential for all of us to be aware and empathetic for kids like my brother who don't fit the perceived norm can be seen as easy targets to not-so-nice kids. But we can work together to change that narrative and protect and support them just as we would with anyone else. 
Hearing about my brother being bullied stirs a mix of emotions, anger, frustration, and protectiveness. Sibling relationships are powerful motivators, and my role to provide unwavering support, even through the simple question, what do you need? It's all about being a source of strength, love, and protection, and advocating for what's right. Just remember that in the end, us as siblings can, no matter what, always make a difference. And just a random thought, I think that cheese is really bad. My brother would disagree. Thank you for tuning in, and that about wraps up today's episode of The Inner Thoughts of the Average Mind. And we hope to see you again.